on the Hard Rocker Sports Network from KTech 91.3. This is Hard Rocker Huddle, your podcast home for South Dakota Mines Athletics. I'm here with Joel Lucan today, Athletic Director at South Dakota Mines. Thanks for coming in. I know it's kind of a day off, a rare day off for you. Um, just kind of starting out, I know you grew up in Iowa. Um, what part of Iowa did you grow up in? What was that like? And then I, I believe your first move probably wasn't until even after Ellsworth. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I grew up in a real small rural community north of Dubuque um, called Rickardsville. Um, Iowa, uh, eastern Iowa, and Dubuque County. So Dubuque County um, has some commonalities. All these little towns, Dyersville, Cascade, Epworth, Farley, Rickersville, Balltown, Sherrill, uh, New Vienna, Holy Cross, um, all are in Dubuque County and all have um, some pretty unique uh, commonalities. Um, about 98% Catholic communities. Uh, so there's a church, there's a cemetery, and then there's a ball field, uh, which is basically the center of town. And um, I grew up on a small kind of hobby farm. My dad uh, worked at John Deere, started at John Deere when he was 18, um, retired when he was 48. Yep, that's right, 48. I'm 49, and I'm not retired yet. Uh, and um, we did a lot of chores. You wake up early in the morning and uh, take care of the hogs, take care of the cattle. Um, and my brothers and I, and even the neighbor kid, the 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 next door farmer kids would uh, we'd ride our bikes and we'd play uh, we play baseball a lot, and we'd even drive our bikes all the way up about three and a half miles to Rickardsville, and uh, um, not a real politically correct terminology now, but we would play what we called was Indian ball, where you'd close off one side of the field and you couldn't hit to that side, otherwise it was an out. Um, and, uh, I did a lot of chores and each of those little towns had, um, baseball tournaments every weekend. It would alternate go one weekend and be in Holy Cross or New Vienna or Rickardsville or Cheryl. Um, and we'd go play, um, baseball on the weekends. Um, I have four, uh, three, two, um, um, three brothers and one sister, um, and uh, my brother Jason, who's the next youngest to me, is a lieutenant in the Dubuque Fire, EMT and lieutenant. Um, my sister, or my brother Levi, lives in Vero Beach, Florida right now. Um, he is a elevator salesman from Tyson Krupp. Um, my sister Jenny is a stay-at-home mother. She's got three kids, and her husband owns Ports and Construction. Um, and then my brother Matt... Uh, lives in Des Moines, and he and his uh, fiance just had a baby girl, Nora, not too long ago. Um, yeah, so um, it took me a little bit to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, I, I kind of joke that I really didn't know what I wanted to be until I was about 40. Um, but uh, I started out, uh, you know, uh, at Kirkwood Community College in, in um Cedar Rapids, uh, went back to Dubuque and actually worked in a factory for three years. Um, there was a, there was a couple period of times that helped change my life. 
and understand the value of an education. And, and one of those was I worked uh, 65 days straight. I uh, worked 42 days straight and 36 days straight and uh, thought that I didn't think I wanted to do that for the rest of my life. Um, so I went back to school, uh, got an education, got my AA degree at Ellsworth Community College. I played baseball and basketball there. Uh, then got a scholarship offer at Ottawa University in Ottawa, Kansas. Uh, played baseball down there. Fortunate to win two conference championships. Uh, got some great friendships out of playing ball at Ottawa. Uh, got great friendships out of playing uh, ball at, at Ellsworth, too. Um, and uh, after I was fortunate after Ottawa, uh, I actually received the head coaching job at Ellsworth Community College for baseball to coach at my old school. Um, that was a very uh, learning experience. I was pretty young, very similar in age to the the, the young men that I was recruiting. Um, was actually living in the dorms as a dorm supervisor. Uh, you could say that that's good. You could say that that's bad. I knew what they were doing, and they knew what I was doing. Um, you know, I spent seven years at Ellsworth. When I first got there, I was the baseball coach, assistant women's basketball, intramural director, assistant wellness coordinator, dorm supervisor, and I did some security. Um, so I had six jobs, and I made $12,000 a year for free room and board for the first probably three years of my career. Um, but that's transitioned, and I, I wouldn't be where I'm sitting today if I didn't do those things. Um, I eventually got uh, the head coaching job, or uh, just did baseball, and then um, I did a an admissions position. Um, and I did that for the last four and a half years when I was at Ellsworth. And then I made a move to um, move to uh, William Jewell College in Liberty, Missouri. Uh, my wife and I spent nine years there. Uh, that's where uh, Reagan came along, and um, yeah. So um, yeah, that's and then and then after uh, you know at at, at Jewell. I did a multitude of things. Uh, real lucky to have uh, Dr. James Red, one of my mentors, as the AD there when I first got there. Um, so Dr. Red was the AD at Northwest Missouri State. When they made their, they went from Ofer in football, winning games, to all the way up to uh, you know a national championship in a matter of like two years. And um, when I was at Jewel, uh, Dr. Red. You know, I, I just had a bachelor's degree, and he encouraged me to to get a master's. And, and quite frankly, he said, you're not going to go any further if you don't get a master's. So I got a master's from Northwest Missouri State in um, athletic administration. And um, then I was going in. Dr. Red retired from William Jewell, and Darlene Bailey became the athletic director at William Jewell. Uh, I went in to ask Darlene if she would uh, be a resource or a reference for me for a job. Um, and uh, she said no because she was going to hire me as the assistant AD, and, um, which was a good thing. So uh, that, that fall, I was named assistant athletic director at William Jewell and then um, became assistant AD. I did internal and external operations. I did compliance. I did budgeting. Um, did a lot of things, game management, uh, 
Uh, I retired from coaching at that point in time, so to speak. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I really have a passion for what collegiate athletics and athletics in general does to young men and young women. Um, all the fantastic attributes and life lessons that you get from participating in sports um, and how it benefits you for the rest of your life. Um, I don't think that there's a there's no disrespect to any other profession or career or job in the world, but um, I think I have the best job in, in on the planet. And um, when I when I was hired here, uh, I took over June second of twenty fourteen. I joke, but I, I really truly mean this. I don't think I've worked a day, um, you know, since June second of twenty fourteen. Um, you know, I know I know the sports. How, what got me into sports? Um, you know, I really wanted to play football, uh, but I broke my leg my freshman year in high school, uh, right before school started. Um, it was a farm accident, uh, and um, so I never really got a chance to get into football. And at that time, my parents, my dad was like, "You can you can pick one sport uh, because otherwise, I need you here on the farm for the for the rest of the stuff." So by default, in a broken leg, uh, my leg healed up well enough to play baseball, and I started playing baseball at Hempstead High School and um, played there, uh, uh, played intramural basketball. I really liked basketball, really liked football. You know, that young, uh, young man, energetic guy who wants to go, 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 go. Um, and uh, just let it take, you know, um, big, big Cubs fan, always listened to the Cubs when I was working in the barn or on the tractor raking hay or doing anything, uh, listen to the Cubs, listen to Harry Carey on the radio, uh, did a lot of, spent a lot of time watching Ryan Sandberg, Andre Dawson, um, uh, play for the Cubbies and eventually, um, you know, we got a satellite back in the day. It's one of those big, huge, like 10 foot by 10 foot round things uh, in our backyard. And we, uh, for whatever reason, got the Yes Network. And I watched a lot of Yankee baseball games. And then that turned me into a Yankee fan. So um, I, I just, I don't see myself. Um, you know, when, when we have TV, when we have the TV on at our house, it's got sports on. Uh, all weekend we had softball on, all weekend watching uh, fast pitch games when we weren't here um, cheering on the hard rockers. And, uh, yeah. Uh, just jumping back a little bit, what kind of, what was your recruiting process like first to, as, a, as an athlete, first to Ellsworth, and then when you went to Ottawa, were there multiple kind of schools you were looking at and what drew you there? Yeah, so at, at Ellsworth, um, actually I ran into one of my friends over the Christmas break, uh, Mike Vasky, and um, I can't even remember where it was. It was either in Dyersville or Farley. I think it was at a bowling alley now that I'm recollecting that. And he was telling me he was pitching at Ellsworth, and he's like, hey, dude, you need to you need to come because you show up, you'll, you'll start right away, probably hit in the middle of the lineup, and... Um, so I kind of took a chance, um, showed up the very first day, and um, 
Coach Palsik, Dwayne Palsik, who who I'm a big fan of and is also a mentor in my life, um, pulled me aside on the first practice and he's like, "What are you doing here? Who are you?" Um, and I just said, told him who I was and told him where I was from, and um, and he just he just said, "I, I just need you to work real hard." Then and um, that's what I did. Um, you know, uh, the the recruiting process. I ended up playing basketball there also. I was fortunate we, we won a couple intramural championships at Ellsworth playing basketball. And so Coach Fisher, Bud Fisher, um, asked me to go out for basketball. Um, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, got to play with a bunch of guys that I normally wouldn't have hung out with or played with. Some guys from inner city Chicago, Gary, Indiana, uh, inner, inner, inner city Dallas, Texas. Um, very diverse population. I was um, one of two uh, Caucasian individuals on the basketball team, and that was a, that was a really a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun practicing and playing. Um, we were very good. Um, a young man by the name of Gary Finley was our point guard, and he was an absolutely fantastic basketball player. Um, we were actually ranked number three in the country uh, at one point in time. Um, but I made a choice, actually, now that you bring that up. Um, I, I transferred at semester because I didn't think basketball was going to be, uh, you know, the opportunity that baseball was for me. And I transferred to Auto University at semester. Um, Coach Titus sent Coach Pulsica a letter and basically said, I'm looking for outfielders, guys who can hit, hit in the middle of the order and play good out defense in the outfield, um, scholarships available. Um, the other two schools I was looking at, at the time, but that was to transfer at the end of the year was Wisconsin Whitewater and or uh, the University of Dubuque back in Dubuque, my hometown. Um, but Ottawa is a little further south. And so I went down on my recruiting visit uh, between basketball games, uh, worked out. Uh, Coach Titus offered me a scholarship and I said yes. So I, I packed up my little red S10 with all my, all my worldly possessions and drove down to Ottawa, Kansas. Uh, and um, it was, uh, it was a, also a, a very unique and life-changing um, experience. I was a Catholic going to school at a Baptist institution. Uh, it was a dry county. Um, there's a joke in there somewhere if you're a Catholic. Uh, but we, we won't share that. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I, I met some, some great lifelong friends. One of my best friends is Mike Stockton, who uh, I really look up to, is the head coach at William Jewell. And uh, played, played with him for a year, uh, maintained our friendship, you know, since then. Um, coach Titus, another mentor of mine, the head coach at, at Ottawa, very successful program, really good recruiter, uh, did a fantastic job of bringing some, some real quality um, guys. Uh, Joe Cerna, Corey Blaine, Ian Evans, uh, Sean Herman, Ryan Cobbs, uh, um, you know, just some guys that, that, that were really good baseball players, really good dudes. Um, we bonded really well. We became kind of a family. We didn't ever talk about being a family, but you know, we were there for each other and, and it was, it was fun playing baseball and it was fun hanging out and it was fun going to school. It was, it flew by. Um, 
What kind of initially, or when did it maybe hit you that maybe coaching was something you wanted to do in the future and maybe, you know, long term as well? <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Actually, I was uh, planning on becoming a history and political science teacher in high school. And um, it was uh, my senior year fall semester, I was doing a high school observation. Um, and to be frank, that's what changed me in the direction of higher ed. I did not want to be in a school building from 7.30 in the morning until 3.30, 4.30 in the afternoon. Um, some of the attitudes uh, of the high school kids uh, at that point in time um, just kind of pushed me away from it. And um, I just decided that I wanted to coach college baseball after that. <clears throat> and Coach Titus encouraged me after, after actually after I graduated. Uh, I worked for him for a year as a kind of a grad student. Um, he let me keep my scholarship, paid me work study to, to help with the program. So I was the uh, recruiting coordinator and the outfield coach for a year. Um, and, uh, you know, I haven't looked back since. I've been in higher ed basically since then. So, um, and I think it's a fantastic uh, space to be in. Yeah, I uh, coached high school football for a few years, and I realized pretty quick that high school wasn't for me either, so I, I get it. Um, and then while you were at Ottawa and while you were at Ellsworth and William Jewell, obviously you wear a lot of hats when you work at a JUCO. Um, what part of that made you realize that maybe eventually you wanted to switch from the coaching side to the administrative side? Yeah, I think it, it probably started um, unconsciously when I was doing so many things. Um, I was highly involved in, in what was going on on campus as far as activities go, intramurals, the wellness center, what's going on in the dorms. Um, I was the assistant women's basketball coach, the head men's baseball coach. I mean, I started a typical day for me was 6 a.m. in the wellness center until midnight, um, you know, at least three days a week, uh, handling intramurals. And then I'd go back to the dorms and pending on what was going on or what wasn't going on, told you how much sleep I was going to get. Um, but, uh, I, I think doing that and wearing all the hats and, and watching other teams be successful. Um, I enjoyed watching our, I enjoyed coaching our women's program there, uh, helping with, uh, Annie Stilo at the time. Um, and then just being involved in the athletic events, the football games, the volleyball games, the basketball games. Uh, oh, I forgot what else. I also ran concessions at Ellsworth Community College to all of our home events. Um, so, I, I mean, I was at everything. And, you know, you look back at it, and if I were at my age right now and thinking about, I mean, we were stealing money from uh, Joel Lucan back at the time Ellsworth was. Uh but it, again, I wouldn't I wouldn't be where I'm at if I didn't um, worked for Jack Denholm, who uh, bounced around at several um, um, athletic director positions at Division three, uh, NAIA, and junior college. He was also the wrestling coach there. Um, great guy, <clears throat> gave me many 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 opportunities that I that I won't forget, and and lots of life lessons along the way. Sure, and then why was uh, William Jewell the right fit after Ellsworth? 
you know, probably because of my good friend Mike Stockton. Um, one, I wanted to get back to the Kansas City metro area. I really liked the Kansas City metro area. Still really liked the Kansas City metro area. Um, had a lot of friends who were stayed down there. They left Ottawa and went to KC. Not that I didn't have friends at Ellsworth, but um, Mike was there, and, and we were actually down. The, my girlfriend at the time was from the area. And we were back down visiting people and their her family in KC, and we stopped in to see Mike. And Mike's like, "Hey, I got a job opening if 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 you're really truly uh, interested in it." And and um, we also have a job opening for uh, uh, game management, and so for home game management. So I was the assistant baseball coach in home game management, and basically was doing the same things that I was doing at at Ellsworth. Um, but I was actually getting paid a little bit more. Uh, so that was actually a good thing. Um, but, uh, you know, William Jewell is a great school, fantastic location. Um, used to be a long time ago, back in the eighties, uh, home of, us uh, uh, training camp for the chiefs. So they've got lots of, of great facilities and lots of great space. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, and while you were there, you were there quite a while, I believe eight or nine years, if that's correct. What, um, when did you kind of start to realize that you wanted to take another step up the ladder, become an AD? Yeah, again, back to the, I got just as much enjoyment, you know, um, like through that process, uh, I, I managed the home events. So one of the things that I would get to do sometimes is announce and I would announce some volleyball games and then announce uh, soccer games. And it got to a point where um, a good friend of mine, who's still a really good friend of mine, Chris Sissel, was the soccer coach at Jewel. He did both men and women. Uh, he is now the head coach at Grand Canyon. Um, he's a phenomenal soccer coach. Um, has won conference championships at UMKC, at William Jewell, and now he's winning conference championships at Grand Canyon. Uh, but he just he said, hey, listen, um, you do a good job. Can, can, will you announce all of our games? Um, so on top of running the event, I also announced. So I was sprinting back and forth and doing, you know, making sure the officials would go where they need to go and announce and doing all that stuff. Um, and I just, I, I enjoyed doing it. Um, uh, Melissa and I were not married yet. We didn't have any children at that time. So she would come, um, and, and, uh, you know, we had, we had the ability to, to, to work that much and, and not get, uh, you know, cu not cause any strife on our relationship. Yeah, that's definitely a big factor in moving around and got to have supportive, supportive spouses. For yes, sure. very much so. Um, when you were kind of wrapping up at William Jewell, what was it about, you know, I'm sure you probably applied for other jobs too. What, what was it about South Dakota Mines specifically that that stood out to you? Yeah, to be truthful, um, the job was posted before they went through the search process and then um, they were going to hire someone. And to my understanding, um, that individual didn't pass the background check. And so then they reposted it. And at that time, we had them on the schedule to play football. Um, 
and uh, Darlene Bailey at the time, I just said, hey, what do you think about this job? Um, one of the things that interests me is it was a state institution. Uh, and the fact that at that time, uh, Stacy Collins was the football coach and they'd had a winning football season. Um, and I'm a true believer that if you're going to have football, you've got to put the energy, the effort, the resources, the manpower uh, behind it. Um, otherwise, you're just going to have a revolving door of students um, and coaches. And it's a, it's a fantastic opportunity, football, basketball, all of our events, but football mostly because of the amount of people you can get at a game um, to get your community engaged. Um, and then... Uh, probably the biggest reason at the time was uh, Dr. Heather Wilson. Um, they hired Dr. Wilson. Um, prior search, they didn't have a president. They didn't have a conference. Dr. Wilson came in. They got into the RMAC. I did some research on her. She's a fantastic uh, human being, fantastic leader. Um, you know, she left here to, to, to lead the Air Force, and now she's the president at Texas El Paso. Um, we're, we're, we're close. Uh, we stay in contact. We talk daily. I, I just, matter of fact, got a card from her uh, the other day. Um, and um, just, you know, I, I, I was actually very, very nervous when I first met her. And she pointed that out after she hired me. Um, and she just said, well, you know, I, I put my pants on just like you do, one leg at a time. So, um, but, you know, the state situation, uh, a good football program, um, a really good president, uh, a good community. Rapid City's a great community, a great place to raise your kid. Um, good families. We've met some really good families and friends here uh, in our journey so far. And, uh, you know, on top of that, I mean, I knew we would have good kids, but then when I get here and understand how truly great our kids are, um, they're going to go on and change the world. Uh, in some way, shape, or form, in their own little manner or, or bigger th manner. Um, but we got fantastic kids, and um, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a no brainer when they called when Dr. Wilson called me and said, "Would you like to be my president or my uh, athletic director?" Sure. And individually, each program has a culture, but obviously, there's a culture that you build in a department as well. Um, initially, what was that culture like when you first got here? What have you kind of done to mold it how, how you want it, so to speak? And then where does that inspiration come from? Yeah, you know, um, it was a little disjointed. Um, it was a little, uh, you know, an, an example of that. So we had the football program who was using, wearing Nike uniforms. We had our volleyball program wearing Mizuno we had our women's basketball program wearing Under Armour. And in just in those three instances, we had different colored uniforms. You know, the gold wasn't gold. It was maize. And then there was another one that was yellow. And then and the blue wasn't hard rocker blue. And, and um, so one of the things we had to try to do was get organized. I mean, our, you know, our men's basketball program was, was wearing generic stuff and, and – you had one kid wearing a pair of blue Reeboks and another kid wearing a pair of white Nikes. And, and um, I wanted us to get together and become a family. Um, I wanted us to be branded. I wanted us to have, um, you know, just as much passion, just as much energy. 
that our, our our basketball programs support our volleyball programs, and our volleyball programs support our soccer programs, and vice versa. Football supports everybody. Everybody supports football. Um, we we we've I think we've done a nice job of growing community uh, support. Um, one of the things that I I would really like to see us. Um, step up on or do a better job of is is getting our campus community to support us. Um, a lot of that has changed. I know when we were in NAI school, uh, our kids uh, participated more in um, the Greek organizations, and they participated more maybe in band and some other extracurricular act activities. Um, the unfortunate side of being in the RMAC um, is the fact that we have to travel so much. Um, and I say this with all the respect to the to the men and women who were here before, and and um, you know when when five hours was your longest bus ride, um, you probably had a little bit more time. Now, with the rigors of Division Two, um, it's no joke. I mean, our kids are putting in eighty five hours a week between academics, athletics, community service, and travel. Um, it's a it's a twelve to thirteen hour bus ride to Salt Lake City. It's a 14-hour bus ride to Las Vegas, New Mexico. And, you know, our kids play a game uh, or games, and then they jump right on the bus and turn around and come all the way home. Um, and, and on top of that, we're dedicating 4,000 hours of community service between our athletic department, uh, between our teams. Um, there's just a lot to do, and, and it's not that we don't want to be involved with campus. It's just we have to strategically um, strategically pick the, the the best opportunities for our kids to do that. Like today, I mean, today they're they're over there. The both gyms are full. We're having a, a basketball camp, little hard rockers, and there's no charge. It's free to everybody to come. But both of our basketball programs are over there running it, and it's it's fantastic. Yeah, when you first got here, what was? I know you had already done some of the stuff at William Jewell, but what was the transition like? job-wise and community-wise as well yeah I, I had to I had to get to know a lot of people there were um, several people who were essential to 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 uh, you know become close with Larry Simonson is one Larry knows everybody and anybody he's a huge supporter of our athletes doesn't matter what sport it is um, Larry understands Larry gets what our kids go through he understands the community engagement that athletics brings to campus, um, and and he's just he was just essential to get to know. Um, you know, uh, at Jewel, we never really had a rival like we do here with Black Hill State, and you know it can be weeks out, or heck, it can be at the beginning of the season, and and. Um, you know, we'll have fans or we'll have alumni stay at a sports lunch or something like that. Uh, hey, you're going to beat Black Hills. What, what, what are you doing to get ready to beat Black Hills? And, I mean, it might be six weeks away before we play them. So that's a really unique thing. Um, you know, the atmosphere we had Saturday night was absolutely fantastic. Um, unfortunately, we came uh, on the short end on the men's team, but our women, you know, Shocked them, played really well, probably their best game that they played all year, hands down, um, and beat a, a really good Black Hill State women's team. Um, but, I mean, the men's team at BH is no joke. They've 
they've got probably what's going to be the player of the year and uh you know and our guys fought valiantly but just came out on the short end um you know the, the other thing that I would I would like to see us get a little bit better is is getting more more support uh, at the corporate level in town, um, getting more engaged um, with getting our kids opportunities to help out at bigger places. You know, a Black Hills Energy or or a Respec or Monument Health. Uh, I think we've done a nice job of connecting with those all those. Pl- companies that I mentioned are are corporate partners with the athletic department and strong supporters of the institution. Um, But we're really a conduit uh, for the athletic department to do institutional business. We recruit at a high level. Um, Traditionally, we have higher incoming GPAs and ACT scores than than the student body. Um, We retain, uh, we, we graduate, and we place at a higher level. And we're really, truly fulfilling the institutional mission and vision, in my opinion at least, at a very high level. And so we want to continue to do that. And, um, you know, just getting our coaches, our athletes, our alumni, our community to understand how challenging it is for our kids to do that and accomplish that and, and do it at a high level. Sure. Uh, getting here 2014 compared to you know now in 2022 obviously you already mentioned the differences with the jerseys but what are the what are some of the differences that you think there are now compared to when you got here um I, you know not that not that they didn't um but our coaching staff was a little kind of set in their ways um and, and you know kind of a new boss comes in new person comes in has new ideas has new thoughts and you know there were a couple people who said well we've never done it that way we've always done this we've always done that um and you know and as difficult as it is sometimes you have to break a few eggs to make some omelets and and we've got a different coaching staff than than we had when we started some of our coaches left uh, to take bigger and better positions, Stacy Collins uh, won that 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 move worked out exceptionally well for him. Um, others, it, it was a different uh, path, um, but I, I think our coaches right now truly care about the success of the others. Um, they truly can care about you know Charlie cares if Eric wins and Jerry wins and Lauren and Ryan. Um, and I'm not saying that our coaches in the past didn't, but there's just a sense now of camaraderie and family that at least I feel we didn't have when I first walked in the door. Sure. And then obviously you've been here a little while. So I'm just going to run through some of the things that have gotten done. Um, there's been a 62% increase in athletic scholarships, about a 200% football ticket revenue increase. An increase in staffing. Obviously, I'm an example of that. Brad Bloom got moved into a different position. Um, Steve Johnson was the first ever full-time assistant. Now he has two full-time assistants. Um, The exclusive apparel license with Under Armour. And then a few facilities things, you know, the football, the wellness center. What has some of that meant to both you personally and and for the school and recruiting as a whole. Yeah, I, I, I see that as progress. Um, 
you know, and and I see that institutionally. I I think uh, you have a strong institution if there are if there's construction going on, and it, it doesn't have to be in athletics. It can be in the library. It can be uh, at a parking lot. It can be in a dormitory if you're building dormitories. I see those as positive things to to recruit with, to tell your alumni, to tell your community, hey, look, we're we're always moving. We're always looking to to get better. Um, stagnation is a bad thing, in my opinion. Um, if you're not trying to get better. Um, you know, I, I don't think you're doing your job. Um, we, we, unfortunately, we, we are still operating in the bottom half of the, of the NCAA, but we've made some, as you pointed out, some, some great strides forward. Um, I'll kind of take a step back here and, and just say one of the things that I knew about this position was I looked at it kind of like as a ball of clay. And you could mold a ball of clay or move it and put it and shape it however you want. Um, is that ball of clay done? No. Um, if I get an opportunity someplace else or if I retire here, the next person who comes in is, is going to look at it, I hope, the same way. Um, I, I try to have a servant uh, attitude, a servant leadership. And my main goal is to try to make the place, whatever, whatever, I, whatever I inherited, I want to try to make it better than when I inherited it. Um, I feel that we've done that. We still have so much rooms. There, there. I can't see the ceiling at this place, um, and we're we're kind of sitting on this rocket ship that just needs a, a few more um, parts to it to take off and 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 blast off. Um, you know, we we've got a fantastic facility down at, at O'Hara Stadium, the most unique facility, in my opinion, in the country. There's no place else in Division Two, at least, that you can drive up, tailgate, and drink and eat whatever you want while the game's going on. Um, we have a fantastic tradition here of truly intelligent young men and women who go on to do fantastic things, become presidents and CEOs of, of billion-dollar corporations. And um, they're intelligent, they're, they're responsible, they're, um, y you know, just fantastic to be around. Um, you know, you need resources, uh, people power. Uh, you need financial resources. You need uh, alumni to donate back. You need to figure out how you can generate revenue. Generating revenue gives kids an opportunity to get a degree, to change their life. To, to leave the farms or the ranches in South Dakota, a small town South Dakota, and get a fantastic job, and, and um, whether it be in South Dakota or someplace else. Um, and and it's, a, it's a process. It's process-driven. Um, I wish I could snap my fingers and, and we be fully funded, but it's going to take a while. And, um, you know, I just hope, like I said earlier, that, when I'm done at, at South Dakota Mines, whoever takes over as the athletic director uh, feels like they're in a good place, but who also sees that, hey, we can make more progress and we can keep going forward.
you already alluded to this a little bit, just about the room for growth. What are some of your maybe personal, maybe short-term growth areas and then long-term as well? Obviously, the vision funds didn't go as you hoped or as anybody hoped, but uh, maybe talk a little bit about that and then some other maybe long-term plans. Yeah, you know, on the short-term side, uh, we want to we wanna be – we want to do a better job of engaging our alumni and celebrating our alumni and their accomplishments. Saturday night was was one of the steps that we did that. We recognized our our SDIC and DAC conference championship teams at the men's and women's game. We did 91-92 women and and 0102 women at halftime of the BH game. We honored our 71-72 men's basketball team. Um at the games, you get them back, get them in front of the kids. We had about an hour and a half, two hour um, social on Friday night where uh, our current men's and women's basketball players got to interact and meet with alumni who've been successful, who won championships, um, and just get some advice and interact. And if anything, it's networking and it's getting our kids another opportunity to get in front of someone that they may not know. To, to, to not be nervous and to not look at your shoes when you're having a conversation with them, but to shake their hand and look them in the eye. Um, you know, long term, uh, what I would like to do is get, um, well, more short term, um, is, is get back to the renovation of O'Hara Stadium. Um, you know, whether we like it or not, progress needs to be made. Um, we have a fantastic opportunity every third year to host the entire state of South Dakota on our campus and in our city for the state track meet. Um, an event that, that brings in uh, 10 to 12,000 people over a three-day period and about $3 million worth of economic impact to Rapid City. Um, and it's an event that we as South Dakota Mines and the athletic department want to keep coming back. Um, and, but in order to do that stuff, we've got to, we've got to have strategic partners. We, we can't write the check for the whole thing. Um, as much as I would like to be able to do that, we're unable to do that. And some things have to take place down there. Um, our, our press box is dated, to say the least. It's too small. Um, we don't have enough space for what we have. Um, and we need to figure out how to get a female locker room down there. Um, expanding our locker room for football will help us uh, add bodies, which will in turn add more science and engineers to the world. Um, we'd like to get our football roster to about 120 to 125. Uh, adding a track and field locker room down there for men and women would be able, we would be able to take our roster from 60, 70 kids to 90 to 100. Um, so ideally we'd add 50 more athletes who we know because of our history and because of data that are going to graduate, retain, and get a job. Um, and so I see that as a win-win. Um, and it, and, and it, it deserves a facelift. Uh, it's the very first thing you see in the downtown corridor when you're coming from the east side uh, to downtown Rapid, and we want it, we want it to look nice. Um, more long-term, uh, I would love to see us uh, build an indoor facility. 
And when I say indoor facility or field house, some people call it a field house, a 300-meter track with some turf inside, um, I think that that would be a fantastic community engagement and community uh, um, uh, opportunity. We could be bidding for NCAA championships in indoor track and field. We could be enhancing our um, recruiting. We could be enhancing our engagement with the community, selling memberships, having practices. Um, it would just be a, a fantastic thing, I think, for our community and our institution. It would help selfishly with our recruiting. Um, and uh, I, I think it would be a, a fantastic thing for the institution and, and Rapid City in a, as a whole. <clears throat> All right, I don't actually have any other questions for you today, Joel, um, unless you have any other comments, concerns, things you want to bring up. No, it, it's, it's, it's an absolute privilege to be the athletic director at South Dakota Mines, and um, I wake up every day trying to make uh, this institution and this athletic department better, and um, I, I think I have the, mo I have the fan most fantastic job on the planet. Thanks for your time, Josh. I appreciate you asking me to, to participate. Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you.